Welcome to the Otherwise Podcast Season 3. What you're about to hear is a bonus episode. My name is Casey Tigert. I'm an author, pastor, spiritual director. Uh, what you're about to hear is a bonus episode that I recorded along with my beautiful wife, Mrs. Holly Tigret, uh, to talk a little bit about the things that have been going on with the coronavirus. And so what you're about to find, what you're about to hear is our conversation on a Friday afternoon about COVID-19 and what we're doing in quarantine. So here we go. So um, this is not new. Uh, we tried, Holly and I tried to do this way back in the day, once before. Do you remember the first time we tried to do this? It was in the way back days. It was in the Rockford days. We were trying to fill time because we were moving. Yes. And we were sitting amongst packed boxes in our living room. Yes. And I believe we talked about parenting and the world and I don't remember what else, but it was two years ago. Yeah, well, and, and some of the other things are you were sitting with your leg up because you had injured yourself. We were getting, we were getting Oh moved, yeah, I forgot about that. And your leg was wrapped in bandaid and a bandage. And, uh, our, uh, the room we were sitting in was co- almost completely packed. Yes. So there were just boxes around it. And yeah. so the sound was rotating everywhere. So, uh, that was my first time of like trying to learn how to edit a podcast and I totally screwed it up. So it was lost forever. Now, see, I thought you had put it in the vault. You know, like Disney locks things away in the vaults. That's where I thought it went. No, not in the vault. Um, uh, my vault is apparently a trash can excellent. where someone throws in gasoline and a match <laughs> and then it's gone. Good so. old dumpster fire. So it's not unusual that we would try to do this again in a really interesting uh, time. Why say? Uh, we're on quarantine day number for us, what, five, six, technically? 6,692 million. I have yeah. no idea at this point. Bailey, Bailey's been off of school since Monday. So this time last week, we were preparing to not go anywhere. Correct. And they were canceling school at this time last week. Yeah. And now we are sitting and we are about an hour away from a press conference from our governor, who everyone is believing is going to put a shelter in place on our state. Yes. Things got really have gotten really real since last Friday with this whole COVID-19 thing, I think. Like before it was, yeah, this is bad. Now it's actually affecting people's lives, specifically ours. So everybody has time to listen to podcasts, which is why we're doing this. Absolutely. Because we're just, you know, we only homeschool our kids like one hour a day and working from home, you don't really work all day. No, of course not. Those of you who don't know that, Holly and I both have a form of work that uh, is a huge privilege, and we know not everybody has this privilege, but we get to work from home quite a bit. And so a time like this, we have some flexibility that other people just just don't have. And uh, yeah, so that's worked to our advantage, but it's also, um, we also, I think, are going to get stir crazy sooner because we were already a little. Yes, yes. We have lacked structure and a schedule and we have not yet had to start the homeschooling because our daughter is technically on spring break this week so when we're going to juggle all of that in the upcoming week i think extra grace will need to be found at least for me (laughs) just for you no because i'm i don't have to be graceful 
should be fine. So uh, the reason I wanted to do this is because that whole thing we just said and, and you know, we listen to it, it might sound like, oh, we're just, we're just trying to be, I don't know, we're trying to tell everybody about our life and what's happening. But I think there are a lot of people who are doing the exact same thing. Like, this is unprecedented. Like we were talking, we were walking earlier today. Oh, by the way, what you're about to hear is the co-star of our podcast, which is our sump pump, which has been firing all the time. <laughs> And I just but we're mute okay it. with that because that means our basement will not flood. Yes, but when I do otherwise, I, I mute it or I will drop that out in the editing. But you're going to hear it because I, I think it's a rich and beautiful tone for everyone to listen this to. This is us. This is real life. This is us. We have two sump pumps. Yes. And they're going off. <laughs> but I think everybody's trying to do something that they haven't done before. In our walk, we were talking about how you know we can look back and go, okay, we survived SARS or we survived bird flu or whatever. And this is... This is just different. It's different as people. It's different as parents. Um, it's different as people of faith. It's been interesting to watch the reaction of other uh, Christians to this, how people have responded. Like some people, well, let me put it this way. Monday, this past Monday, I sort of lost my marbles for a little bit, just trying to take on the enormity of everything and... Um, went into panic mode a little bit, went mm-hmm. into irritation mm-hmm. mode a little bit. And um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of stuff from popular teachers and preachers who are saying, oh, f- you know, f- faith is the antidote to fear and uh, faith is immune to the fear virus. And and I think that's ultimately helpful and encouraging, but I think it's also helpful to for us to just go, yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I yeah. freaked out a little bit. Um, did you freak out? I became overwhelmed by... All of the things as a type A Enneagram 8 planner that I felt like I needed to control. There was so little I could control. But thinking about, you know, did did our daughter bring everything from home from school that she needed to bring home? And, okay, I'm going to work from home. Did I bring everything from work, from work that I needed for home? And then just thinking about providing your basic Maslow's hierarchy base needs for our family of basically food, um, that has taken on a whole new stress level this week as well. Just overwhelming trying to go to the grocery store and knowing no matter what's on your list, you may only walk out with half of it. Um, So all of those things have been very overwhelming to me, but I feel like I'm in a place now where it, it is what it is. I say that now before we have to start doing school from home next week, so that could change. Um, but just managing everybody else's feelings too. I'm a little overwhelmed that my mom is extremely immunosuppressed uh, because she had a liver transplant. So when they talk about a high risk person in this pandemic, she is the high risk, riskiest of the riskiest, if you want to say that. So trying to have extra precaution in that regards because they live about five minutes away from us Um, and we're trying to be helpful in this time but also not endanger her in this time Um, so just trying to manage all of that and then just trying to manage we were talking today about what this looks like for our kids and trying to manage it so that while we're carrying all this anxiety of not knowing what the world's going to look like and financially and economically and commercially and job wise and what is this going to look like not creating 
a place in life that is anxious for our kids. So how do we walk through this with our own anxiety, but not create this to be this time when our kids are going to look back and go, oh my gosh, remember how awful that was? Not that it's, we can't paint it sunshiny, but it shouldn't be something that scars our kids. Yet there are so many um, high school kids and college students who are losing opportunities and just rites of passage in life. Um, Even we have a seventh grader and just, you know, the end of the school year and kind of ending friendships with friends for the summer. And, you know, will she get that? Will she not? I don't know. And trying to navigate all of those things. Yeah. And we, so working at a church and our life is connected to, um, to faith community and what people find in that. And we've gone to Parkview has gone to online services and online morning devotions. And we've been doing all kinds of resources and student ministries is online, student ministries online, trying to encourage people and trying to take care of people. Um, so those practices are important. Um, what are the, what are the practices that are helping that have helped you this week? What are the things we've done that have helped you kind of stay grounded? Have we done anything? Maybe we haven't. Maybe that's still coming. Um, <laughs> no, just keep for me, it was keeping to a normal routine. So we've all camped out in different locations. We have a shared home office. But apparently, <clears throat> excuse me, I talk too loudly when I'm on the Who phone. Who would say that? So Nobody I have um, self-removed myself from the home office. So I'm working <laughs> from the dining room. Casey's working from the office. Um, our daughter's working out of the kitchen slash reading room. Um, so being able to just, okay, you know, at seven 30, I'm going to work. I'm going to work until this time and not changing that routine. I think also we've tried to take every advantage that we can to get outside and get some fresh air. We try to walk as much as possible as it is. So winter is creeping back in for the next couple of days, which should be interesting too. Um, but just those things have been helpful. It definitely feels like winter is going to carry spring to full term. Like we're going to have every bit of the last bits of winter. And but it's it, but I'm looking at the blessing too of this didn't happen in January. True. We would all, especially around here, people in California listening. That I don't know what you do. You all are blessed. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you did something right, and you've been you've won the you've lottery. Chosen wisely. You have chosen wisely. Uh, but had we not been in spring, it would have been difficult. I feel like we're in two different places too with this whole thing. There's the there's the one part which is the how do we get through every single day. Um, so it just it's been fun to watch social media because you have the people who are trying who are just talking about what's happening right now. What am I doing with my kids right now? Like watching pictures of people who are reconnecting with their kids. But then there's also the people. There's this other part that is the what's next. Like just you were talking about the press conference. Like mm-hmm. you and I get up every morning and I've never I've never looked at CNN, their right. website, as much as I do now. I don't put an app on my phone because I don't need all that every, t- every day all the time. But I've not looked at CNN as much as I have. And then you and I, when we come to breakfast, we'll be like, so what's – did you hear the next big thing? And it seems like there's always a next – well, I honestly feel like I thought about this this morning, that we used to watch the news. But I thought about, I feel like 
you know, I, I took a short drive to my parents today and I put on NPR and caught part of the president's news conference and that we're going to watch the news at three o'clock and we watched the nightly news last night and we're not people who usually obtain our information that way. And the last time we sat with the television on with the news constantly running was 9-11. Hmm. So it's just interesting to think about that it's been that long since something has captivated our country that we've needed a news source. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because there's a, it's a nice little segue. Thank you very much, right. Mrs. Steiger. You're welcome. It's like we are good at this or something. Um, I've been thinking a lot about um, what I called, I mean, it's it, a friend, Robert, texted, our good friend Robert texted me and said, is it, is it odd to you that this is all happening during Lent? And somebody on Twitter, Twitter said, Twitter, somebody on Twitter said, man, Lent is Lenting really hard this year. Mm. Um, but it brings me back to that idea of the Paschal cycle, the whole crucifixion, resurrection and ascension. And I feel like people are caught in the um, something's going to die phase mm. right now. Like, so we're talking, like you mentioned earlier about college graduations um, that's a that's something that we're going to have to grieve. It's not necessarily to treat to treat it as painful, but it's it says no. this is going to go away, and we have to we have to grieve it. And I think that is really important right now for us to realize that there are people who are grieving to various levels right now. There are people who are truly grieving because they have ill family members or they are ill themselves, and that is the greatest grief. But there are other griefs griefs grooves um there's other things that are being grieved and will need to be grieved in the future um and it's different for everybody so it's we were supposed to go to france next month um i was supposed to visit some friends so these are little small sadnesses for us which are in sub you know in subconscious i can't say it inconsequential thank you um but there are students grieving these things. There are, you know, families grieving. I don't know. I mean, there are people who save their entire life to go to Disney World and it's shut down. So, I mean, everybody has something that is is going to die. And people grieving that, you know, they were they were living paycheck to paycheck or yes, they were fine yes. as long as you went to work the next week and now or relying on overtime yeah. or all of these things that are you know, shutting down or closing down. And I look at some of the small businesses that have just popped up in our community in the last year. And I, you know, the restaurants, tea rooms, I, I just don't, I'm already sad. I don't, I don't know how they'll come back from something like this. And I feel guilty a little bit. So confession time, you know, this is just a podcast shared with a bunch of people, sure. but I often feel guilty being that honest about it, you know, because it feels like there's a whole, we, we know stuff is painful, but we want to jump over it. Mm. Like we want to skip, we want to skip. That's why, you know, a lot of uh, Christians in America don't do Lent because what's the big deal? We'll just skip to Easter, right? We, and it's sort of a metaphor for our whole life. Like we have, especially for people of faith, you know, stuff like this, we have metaphors for, we have images for this. We have images for going through really difficult times, but we only use a third, two thirds of it. We use the resurrection. It's all going to be fine because Jesus mm -hmm. rose from the grave, but we skip the fact that that's not really good 
until we go through like the first part. And I feel like a lot of people are looking at this situation. I hate that phrase. I feel like a lot of people. Like I don't feel a lot. But I, I, what I'm seeing is there are a lot of people saying I, we just need to jump over this bad stuff instead of actually like grieving it. Sure. Well, I think people feel, at least I do, and I think what I've seen in my friend group or in social media is that people feel embarrassed to grieve these things because in the scope of thousands of people dying and contracting this virus, the fact that we can't get on a plane next month and fly somewhere is really just, it's not important. But we shouldn't be embarrassed to grieve these things that are important to us because they're also things that bring us joy and life. And, and those are important things. Yeah. One, it's a remind. I think too, it's a reminder that when things change. So, you know, I, I do believe there's hope in all of this, but I think the only way we get to the hope is to let it, to let it really sink in how hopeless this feels. Like, like you said, we have zero control over any of this you wash your hands but you can't you know going to the grocery store you sent me a picture of you and bailey at the grocery store and the empty chicken yes there is no chicken and it all of a sudden dawns on us oh this stuff comes from somewhere like our food doesn't come from the store and all these things that are complex systems that we can't control and just just to step into it is to realize gosh i've been depending on some of these things that I didn't even know how they worked or, or that, you know, from a humorous standpoint, somebody said, you know, we're finally about to find out how many of those meetings could have been emails because we're all working in different places and offsite, but, um, trying to enter into that. So I, I guess what I've been hopeful to tell people is it's okay to panic a little bit. It's okay to freak out, not panic maybe, but freak out a little bit and to let, to let the unsteadiness of this moment kind of grab a hold yeah. of us yeah. um, not because we have no choice and not because we're a slave to it but because there's there's a lot of things to I think there's a lot of things to learn oh absolutely in that and I think there's some goodness to take out of it too so I don't know about panic taking out of the panic but I think out of this whole season yeah um, I just stared at our calendar on our refrigerator and we're not an over committed family as it is but we still have you know, a, a preteen who swims and is involved at church and serves two different um, non-for-profits and we work and I'm in Bible studies and we've got commitments and there is nothing on our calendar for the next two weeks. And I think that causes some people panic too. But to me, that could be some of the, the greatest blessings and goodness that could come out of this is that we actually finally have to slow down and realize that there's life still, everything still goes on without us, without us at our desk, without, there's all these new creative ideas of, you know, things to do and people are trying to work differently and, you know, do high school ministry differently. And um, so I think there's some real fruits of positive things that will come out of this as well. Yeah. So we've had to um, we've had to change a bit of how we parent. Well, we've we've had to change a little bit about how we how we relate t- 
to each other. Like our, our marriage is, is great. It's better now. I mean, we going on 20 years. We going on. We I don't going, know where baby. that came from. Uh, a little Southern pop back up. We're going on 20 years. It'll be 20 years in August. And so I feel like we just keep ascending. Um, but we've had to change some things in the way that we parent. Um, because this is just such unprecedented time. We've had to relax the screen time. Like we have a pretty mm-hmm. strong grip on screen time and mm-hmm. I've heard other parents say the same thing. And I think there's a I think there's a goodness to saying this is this is unique space. So not to feel like I think for me, I feel like we in uncontrollable circumstances try to just what are the things that we can completely clamp down on? Sure. And we have a thirteen year old. Almost there. And she doesn't, res- that doesn't work so well. Like clamping down doesn't work so well. No, no. And, but I think in, in also changing our parenting, the other thing that I've been having to keep in mind is she doesn't fully grasp what's happening. We don't allow her any social media. So she does not have Facebook or Instagram or, so she's only hearing what we're feeding her and unfortunately her also unfortunate trips to the grocery store with me where she's seen what an empty toilet paper and paper towel aisle looks like and no soap and whatever milk. Um, But she's only getting small snippets of the bigger picture. So also realizing that when we might overreact to something and then realize, Oh, wait a minute. She has no clue. She has no clue. Yeah. She has no clue what this means. And then just trying to also filter information to her that's helpful. You know, like, hey, Chicago Public Schools, are, they're not going back till the middle, almost the end of April. It's probably going to happen for you, too. And just trying to be mindful of what to share and not to overshare. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, to kind of lighten and loosen our rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We haven't changed our values. No. But the... But the dynamics of each day are so incredibly different. And trying to put ourselves in her shoes. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the other thing that's been helpful for us as parents is we've just learned, you know, you can't expect her to, with brain development, you can't expect a 12-year-old to do the things that a 42-year-old does. Because we have, yeah. all our brain is... Our prefrontal cortex is there. Our brain's not. I almost said our brains are better. <laughs> our brains are better. Our brains are With the bestest. Our brains are more developed, and she's not trying to panic or freak out. It's just things are coming together. Um. So so, what's given you hope in this whole thing? Where are you getting? Where are you getting hope from? You and I. If you had to guess. <laughs> What you guys don't see at home is we're sitting across from each other and my, you know, Holly's already said that she's an eight. And so like controlling and putting things together, not control in a bad way, but like, let's manage the situation. And one of the management things is we were getting ready to come on and she said, so what are you going to ask? And I'm like, I don't know. It's going to be a free flowing conversation. And I just watched the panic like set in for you. Okay. don't know um spring is coming (laughs) yeah yeah well i think for me it's where i'm getting hope from is the fact that you know it's five days and we haven't we haven't had any major blow-ups relationally 
I know I'm knocking on every bit of wood in the room, but that, I mean, there's, I think there are a lot of people right now listening who are, who are starting to see like a time like this is going to bring out cracks. Mm -hmm. Like if there are Mm -hmm. fractures in our foundations, this is the time when we're going to see it. And I mean, it's five days. Maybe we should do one of these every seven days and just update people where we are. Um, no, no, you'll lose all your your <laughs> listeners. But I think the fact that we haven't, you know, combusted is a good. That's a hopeful sign. Then I still feel like I t- I sent James Brent Smith a text at the beginning of this whole thing, and he reminded me of something Dallas Willard said when he said, you know, the kingdom's not in trouble. So I think mm. there's also that big mm. picture of, yeah, everything is kind of a dumpster fire, but it's yeah. not threatening the kingdom. And there's there's goodness. I'm seeing as many people who are not acting wisely right now. There are more people, I feel like, rising up who are acting with wisdom and compassion and kindness and, um, you know, creating ways to help people i mean i feel like it started as a as a facebook almost you know sign my protest thing for grocery stores to create hours just for those who are immunosuppressed or elderly so that they could actually get to the groceries ahead of the younger more agile people and the healthier people and so it seems like all of our local grocery stores in our you know the chicago area and nationally um the targets and Joel Osco's and they're doing that now so I think I don't know maybe the hope is that people are seeing all of these other vulnerable places in our in our communities and in people and and rising to that so we've always had elderly people who can't go to Walmart on a Saturday morning who does to do that anyhow but you know now they have an opportunity to grocery shop when it's calmer and Mm. and you know, and or there's all of these people who can't normally go out and grocery shop because they're they're ill or what have you, and and now we're actually thinking about those people, um, and I feel like we've lost some of that. Mm-hmm. So nobody thinks about the the shut-ins as we used to call them in church, the shut-ins. Um, but maybe that's the hope too, is what we're actually starting to see who lives in our community and who is our neighbor. Mm. And it's causing us to think differently and more creatively about taking care of those people. Yeah, the creativity thing I've noticed. I think there's a lot of, we're thinking of new ways, like ways that no one considered to do things from, you know, what church online looks like. Mm. This coming, like tomorrow. Doing, oh, yes. I'm tomorrow doing, will be fascinating. I'm doing a wedding via Zoom. Uh, no, it's not the like final wedding. Hey, that's the other sump pump that just went off. That was great. Uh, it's not a like, we're going to do a small one for the legal side and then we'll do a big blowout celebration once the virus clears. But, but yeah, I've never done that before. And you know, what are the obstacles? Um, we watched last night, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon do a TV show on zoom, basically an interview, Lin-Manuel Miranda and like the creativity level and I think what'll happen is we won't go back. I hope not. I I hope not. I had a conference call today with a company that does offers an employee benefit to our company and I had an issue and they couldn't quite grasp why it was an issue and the more we talked about it, um, it was about not being able 
or wanting to go to an urgent care or a doctor's office for a simple medical need. And I said, you know, we've thrown out the playbook. We've all thrown out the playbook. You're throwing, you have to, how your job works, how this person's job works, what it looks like to be employed, what it looks like to school our children, what it looks like to go to church, what it looks like to go to the grocery store. It's all, there is no playbook anymore and we're creating everything from scratch. Yeah. And that can be horrible, but it, it also is an opportunity to really evaluate some of our systems and the way that we do things and to say, wow, maybe we really do have opportunities here. Yeah. I think hopefully this is also going to help us look at the difference between what is our right and what is wise. Because mm. there are a lot of people yes. who are like, it's my, the government can't control my right to go outside and this isn't communist, this isn't Russia, is it? This isn't Russia or China or someplace with a communist dictatorship and they can't, so I'm going to go on spring break and gather with, you know, it may not, you may have a right, but it may not be wise. And we've, we've just been seeing that all over the place. And um, the people who are doing that may not ever see it, but people watching, I hope mm-hmm. will go, oh, yes. yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not wise. It might be right, but it's, it's really not wise. So that's week one. We survived week one of quarantine. <laughs> And we're going to I feel like we should bake a cake or something. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there's no flour at the grocery store no. so, or eggs, so we can't do that. Gluten free. So um we'll just drink some water and eat some crackers and That's right. Think about not eating chicken because it doesn't exist either right now. Yeah, and, and really, you know, <laughs> go down and take an inventory of our toilet paper and all those sort of things. And I, I don't wanna I don't wanna be flip about that though, because I also have a we have a freezer full of groceries we can eat. Yeah. Um, I, I know I, we have, um, I had an interaction with somebody who is a single mom with two kids who's trying to hold down a full-time job and, um, is just overwhelmed, overwhelmed by trying to, to take care of her preteens and run a household and work a full-time job and then just go and try to buy basic necessities at the grocery store. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to be flipped it. You know, we're not going to starve. We're going to be fine without chicken. Um, actually, my dad, I lied. My dad bought us some chicken today because he's amazing. Um, but there are people who, um, like we have a little food pantry at our library. And it's like a lending library, but it's a lending food pantry. So you take what you need, you leave what you can. What's it called again? Uh, I forget the name of the company. It's based at they're based out of Joliet, Illinois, um, and they build these little food pantries. And it's a I think it's an amazing ministry. Um, you could probably Google yeah. micro. They're called micro pantries. Micro pantries. Yeah. I think that actually may be the name of the company, but they're based out of Joliet, and um, and ours in our local community is inside the library, and our library is shut down. So yeah. I think about that, and that grieves me. That I know every time I go to the library, what I see that was there is gone and there's new stuff. So people are utilizing it. So that's that hurts my heart right now. And that is something that I don't take lightly. So I don't want to seem flip about yeah. not having flour. <laughs> yeah. Unlike anything else, this also is disre- disproportionately affects Absolutely. people who are in the lower income brackets or people black and brown 
people uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, are disproportionately affected by this because of communities. I mean, if you live in some of the communities in, in the city of Chicago where there are food deserts and you have yes. to buy your stuff from a convenience store, this is, this yeah, this is, is, is really huge, really huge. But, but we have some hope. After crucifixion, there's always resurrection. Things may never be the same again, but new stuff will start popping up and coming to life. It's like we talk about that around the house or something. We just might. We just might. So, my friends, uh, that was Mrs. T and I talking about about coronavirus and quarantine and family and all that stuff. So, uh, as you self-quarantine, as you stay away from big groups, as you wash your hands, as you disinfect, as you pray... As you homeschool your kids for the first time, uh, may you know that it's okay to freak out a little bit, but that spring is coming and new things are coming to life. Be well, live wisely. Peace, Peace friends. Out.